Hi, and welcome to Intentional Sounding, the Draw Play podcast, where everything is made up and the hot takes don't matter. I'm Draw Play Dave Rapocho. With me, as always, is lesser-known Spider-Man villain Sam Grezis. Yes, yes. They cut me from all the movies, and I'm, I'm still pissed about it. I'm, I'm still waiting on that royalty check, Sam Raimi, you dick. What, what's your superpower? My superpower is, uh, is b- burning, burning hot takes. The takes fly so fast and so hot that for you to view them, your eyes melt out of your skull. That it was it was too gruesome. Pretty for, bad. It was it was too gruesome for you know a, a kid's comic book. So uh, so you know I got cut. I got left on the cutting room floor, and it's uh, it's my greatest shame. Uh, that's a bummer. Well, also with us today in the rotating seat is former editor of KSK, Christmas Ape. Howdy, howdy. How's it going? Not too bad. How about yourselves? Doing pretty good. Everyone had a good Mother's Day weekend. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys call your moms? Absolutely. I actually, I, I did the uh, the full Mom's Day brunch with the fam. Uh, nice. Yeah, though it did involve. Um, so the place that my uh, my mom likes to go is on uh, the other side of the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, just like a couple miles in the Maryland's eastern shore, and uh, um, like Ken Island. Yeah, sort of. Uh, okay. It's like I, it's, I know that area. Yeah, yeah. It's like right by like the Kent Narrows Bridge. Um, okay. Yeah. So, um, so when I I I try because it's a little bit of a drive. It's about like an hour or so from my place. So I wanted to make sure because there's usually like around warm weather months there's some traffic going over the bridge. So I like I timed it on GPS before I left when I was at I was at like the gym just to be like oh when when do I have to leave my car? So and it was about an hour. So I like I timed it to leave. We had noon reservation, so I left right at eleven. Uh, and like five minutes into getting my car, it goes from like 55 minutes away to two and a half hours. And I'm like, oh, oh no, shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, uh, um, that's Maryland. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the, the extraordinary circumstance this time is that someone had gotten out of their car and threatened to jump off the bridge. Oh, yesterday. No. so we had, we had a potential jump. He didn't, he didn't jump just a potential jumper, but, uh. So yeah, so I caught in some I got in, caught in some attempted suicide traffic on the bridge. They had to like shut down one of the spans for a while. <laughs> attempted suicide wow. that, traffic is the worst kind rough. of traffic. I actually saw a tractor trailer had gone off the side at one point when I was coming back from Bethany. Oh um, wow. It, yeah, it was on the opposite span, so it didn't affect us, but we saw the traffic stopped on the other side. And we're like, "What's going on?" And I like looked over and I could see in the water there was like a tractor trailer just like sinking into the water. Oh my God. Wow. Apparently some person like driving a Prius fell asleep and the truck driver had to swerve to avoid it and went over the side. It yeah, it's, it's, Prius, it's it? considered like one of the scariest bridges in the world because you're really exp- like the metal, the male ra- railings on the side aren't super high. You're really exposed on it. Well, isn't it also super like thin? So like if something like hap, you can't. Like yeah, there's only like two Prius, lanes, right? So if if a Prius falls, uh, like a Prius driver falls asleep in front of you, you like, and you're you can't brake, you're gonna be in the water, like you just are. Well, when you're a truck and you're up that high, yeah. you've got a lot of mass to go over the side. But anyway, <laughs> started that off on a little bit of a dark note. Yeah, Maryland the Bay Bridge talk. is not <laughs> the, Bay, the, uh, the Bay Bridge is not podcast endorsed. What bridges are podcast yeah. endorsed? <laughs> Uh, Probably all the New York bridges. The because, the intentional you know, sounding list of official endorsed bridges. There's probably like a bridge podcast. I'm like big engineer dorky podcast out there that's like just covering bridges. The infrastructure podcast. Dude, I'd listen to it once. And then yeah, I was gonna again. say I, I would listen to it once and feel really <laughs> fucking real smart. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> I would have I, no I can tell you some fun facts about this cool bridge in this one city I've never been to. Mm-hmm. And that would be the extent of it. And I would forget that podcast existed and just move on with my life. Anyway, ESPN. ESPN. ESPN is dropping people like flies. I don't know what's going on. Maybe they're, I think their budget got majorly cut by Disney, but they are dropping everyone. And the big news that just broke this morning is they're getting rid of Ray Lewis and Chris Carter. Oh, God, it's so good. It's so good. I mean, so that's the big news, right? And that's the news that, that is, is in the, the like lead and the headline. But buried under that is the, is the part that is important to me as a Chicagoan, which is that Mike Ditka. He, of the worst opinions on the planet, is also being dropped. Or at least they're talking about dropping him. I um, thought he was officially gone. He's, I think is, he's sticking around ESPN, but he's not going to be on Countdown anymore, which is very right, weird. That's what it right, was. that was it. Okay. He's not on Countdown. Like, what, what else are you going to put Is he just going to have his own, like, his, like, all all opinions met? I guess that's the difference. I was going to say, he's going to he's gonna have a call-in show. Like, yeah. and, and he's just going to, they're going to be like, you can do your own thing on your Colin show and have your terrible opinion. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, if, if people in Chicago like disagree with me, no, Mike Dick is a terrible person and like any, he's not good. anybody, I think, like, I think any, like any of us three who are like doing this podcast right now could have led that 85 bears squad to a, uh, to, to a championship. Like, I, his opinions, like, and it's not just, like, his political opinions or his, like, social opinions. Like, his football opinions are bad. And maybe it's because he's stuck in, like, in 85 along with the rest of Chicago and, and you know, that well, team. Well, it's their only moment of glory well, in the right. entire Super Bowl era. Yeah. I, I mean, so I guess it's understandable. But, like, geez, man, grow up. So no, I'm sure he's not. still he's still held in high esteem in Chicago, but is it like anywhere approaching hearsay to like critique him in any way? Are you I don't like... think so. Okay, I, don't I was think gonna. So. I, I, at least I hope not, man. I like. <laughs> I feel like I've I've talked to like mo- most people, at least that I know in in the city, who are like who you know watch watch football, but are also like you know they they realize that like they keep up with the NFL and all the you know horrible shit that happens they're savvy enough to realize that you know yeah you know mike ditka is and should be a chicago icon but you know regardless of of your feelings on his coaching ability his opinions just suck and he's just someone you're like okay you know i sure he's part of chicago we recognize he has to be around but like you know whenever you just want to not be around anymore would be fine yeah i'm fine with him leaving the show i did i will miss one aspect of him is every time espn had to pick the bears in prime time (laughs) had to pick a bears game everyone would always pick the other team and ditko would pick the bears and the bears would always win that it was incredible that's fair yeah and the bears didn't win many games so you know that's uh oh that was that was something that Will be missed. Yeah. All told, probably not a reason to keep someone around, though. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's play. Let's let's pay this guy one point five mil a year for like the one time a year we're gonna have a Bears game in prime time. Oh, oh. Here's the other thing, uh, and I, this is this is just this is what brings it all. Um, uh, Trent Dilfer is is gonna be out. I think too. I forgot about that. Which is 
God, it's it's like seriously, it's like they read my mind of like on ESPN staff, the people that I think are just this, they add nothing to the conversation. Like, there's a moment, there's there's a scene I'll always remember, and it was like on a wrap up to some game, and it was Ray Lewis and Trent Dilfer like tossing the football around, just spewing platitudes about like, you know, you just got to get it done and have heart and get it done and. And, you know, but, but you got to have heart and you got to really make the effort to succeed. And I'm just, I'm really happy about Ray Lewis leaving. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I cannot stand Ray Lewis. He was awful. When he, I mean, we're all from Maryland. Uh-huh. So yeah. We, yeah. we all, we all understand the Ray Lewis craziness that Baltimore got into. <sighs> and it was unbearable, especially towards the end of his career when he went into full-blown preacher mode. Yeah. Well, but I mean, since he joined ESPN, he's awful. He doesn't talk about anything. He doesn't have any insights. He just kind of starts rambling and you can see the other hosts like, all right, let's just let him finish. Yep. Well, he talks about himself too. Like yeah. he only ever that's the thing. Dilford does this as well. They'll talk about like other players as a, a you know like linking back to their own careers and themselves. Like you know when I played, you know when I was when I was leading the Ravens defense, you know, or or you know what Ray Lewis always did was like this defense needs a leader in the locker room. You know, every time he said that, I was just like, shut the fuck up, you. D- you want someone in the locker room doing the stuff you used to do for the Ravens. And and no, that's not why that Ravens defense was good. Shut up. He, he's sort of gotten like this weird like cottage industry of firing up teams. Like it yeah. seems like even though yeah. it's like a March Madness team or some some random college will always like phone like phone up Ray Lewis or something to give some like locker room speech and like he's like in terms of like if you need someone to like scream at players like operatically I guess you could do worse but you could do a whole just, lot worse it's, yeah yeah it's just sort of like the Ray Lewis shtick and... I was gonna say you know they're 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 much there are few fewer motivational tactics more successful than having a big muscular man who allegedly you know, had someone stabbed to death, yell at your players for a while. That's, you know, it's got to be pretty motivating. What was it? He, I, I, he had like that, uh, that line once, like, I'd be pissed off for greatness. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually that. So I don't hate that. I think that's no, it's, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's, it, yeah. It, it, in terms of like things you can yell at players, it's kind of cute. Yeah. Yeah. I can see him being good at that. He, I, I don't know if I've told you guys this, his little brother went to my high school so he was a senior when I was a freshman and he would occasionally show up to the football games and he would just run up and down the sideline screaming, just, just complete nut job. He would just run up and down. Cause like the, his brother was the only player on our football team worth a damn. So he would get the ball every play on offense and defense. But as soon as the game was over, he would immediately like he had bodyguards, so nobody was allowed near him. Wow. So he would just run up and down the track, and nobody nobody could touch him, nobody could talk to him. As soon as the game was over, he'd go congratulate his brother, and then his little entourage of people would just go get in the limo in the parking lot, just avoiding everyone and leave. And I can kind of understand why you wouldn't want to sit there and deal with the fans after every game. Like that, that's a lot of people who look up to this guy because this was just a few years after he helped them win the Super Bowl. But at some point, you got to at least be 
kind of nice. So everybody at our school kind of thought he was a dick. I mean, if you're going to go to like a, you know, high school football game, you, that's that's part of the experience, right? Like, you, yeah. you know, you are like the, the question is, are you really going if you're not there, like interacting with anyone? Why? Why? Why wouldn't you? Our just games watch weren't the... exactly popular because our team wasn't great. Like we didn't have a lot of turnout. Hmm. So it's not like he had to deal with a lot. So the three players that are the three former athletes that it looks like they got going on countdown are, I didn't, I guess I missed Charles Woodson. It was announced back in February, but that's so oh. him, Matt Hasselbeck and Randy Moss apparently are the three. I, I saw Randy Moss. I, you know, I bet, I bet that's going to be fine. You know, I don't, I don't have any problem with any of those. No, and it and it sets up the fun. You're gonna have the white reporter Randy Moss over on NFL Network, mm-hmm. and you've got the mm-hmm. the Randy Moss everyone cares about over on ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think about Chris Carter getting pushed out? Oh, that's good. You know, Carter's a dipshit. I'm yeah, he is perfectly I happy. I was a little weirded out by Ke- Keyshawn. Was fine, I thought. Yeah, Keyshawn. Really? Right. I never I liked, liked Keyshawn. Keyshawn. I I found Keyshawn kind of annoying. I mean, he wasn't but, like he was like a pretty much like a replacement level like talking head, but like he was he was definitely a lot less annoying than Chris Carter. I never had that strong opinions uh, on Chris Carter either for or against. So I'm I'm just like you know, listen if if he is if he is collateral here, I am fine with him. I found his insufferable whining about not getting inducted to the Hall of Fame really annoying. Oh sure, every yeah, year he would just that. he would just start talking about how he got snubbed and how he belongs in the Hall of Fame and how important it is. And it's just like I get you want to be in the Hall of Fame, but when you're constantly publicly whining about it, it's not really helping your case. Have either of you seen uh, Hat Masselbeck, um, like, do any... Was that... Hat Masselbeck. Did you say that on per... Yeah. Hat, Are you Hat spooner, spoonerizing in that spooner is a ming... Is, that, is, that, not, is that not Hat Masselbeck's name? Is that not... Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you... Have any of you guys ever seen him, like, in an interview? Because I was... I'm, I'm trying to He's think. really funny. I haven't... I haven't, I've only, of, of those three, I think I've only seen Woodson and Moss, like, do anything like this. So Hasselbeck, to me, is a uh, is a relatively unknown quantity. He's a clever guy. I've seen him do interviews in media. Okay. Yeah, he's 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 really funny. He, I've seen him, like, don't, do, like, commercials. Yeah, don't, don't let stuff. the rest of his family throw you. <laughs> <laughs> Fair that enough. Was like, Elizabeth is, what, like, a sister-in-law? She's not, like, blood-related to him, right? I don't think so. Yeah. I just know what I've seen out of Matt Hasselbeck is he seems like a funny down to earth guy and I think he'll be just fine. I have no worries about Hasselbeck at all. It seems like I don't know. It's, it, it, it seems like this is just a, a major upgrade all around and it'll make ESPN's coverage a lot more watchable. For I mean, me, not only that, they're getting rid of like all their other talent too. Like, yep. And we know Coward left last year and I'm more than happy about that. <laughs> now Skip Bayless is leaving. I mean, I didn't watch first take. I wasn't. I didn't hate Skip Bayless quite as much as everyone else because I kind of recognize that he's just his job was basically to troll. It, like first take is just him and Stephen A. Smith would take the opposite sides of some issue at the most extreme and then just loudly yell at each other about it. And some people would get really worked up about it. I never got real worked up about it, but he did say a lot of stupid stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, so, but like I, I, I don't know. There's not that there is a place for that because you know I, I personally don't think there is. But I never had that much of a problem with Skip Bayless 
particularly or just because like it's so easy to ignore that kind of stuff man because it was pretty much only delegated to first take you know yeah i agree with that a lot of that is just like fed in by like twitter like you know yeah uh well, yeah it's just but like like look look how how right i can be by shouting down skip bayless who's gonna take the troll position on everything <laughs> right right and so so does it really matter if skip because skip bayless skip bayless is savvy enough to know that m- many of the opinions he has he has held on first take are wrong you know, I would, I would like. What do you think? Well, the that's the over, beauty of under... being a sports center is you can just come up with these hot takes, yep. and nobody, you, there's no punishment for being wrong be outside people making fun of you on Twitter. Yep, which doesn't matter after a certain point. Exactly. I yeah, I completely agree. Or especially but, like if that's your goal, I'm just going to churn up as much as much attention as I possibly can. Which he pretty much kind of was doing. He, he was that, he that was, was pretty incredibly much what his successful. thing was. Yeah, yeah. He knew exactly what he was doing, and he would prey upon people who thought he was really stupid. But he he he's, he knew exactly he, what he was doing. I mean, we're getting we're getting a little stupid. bit too close to admiration for Skip Bayless here. So let's, oh, no, no, <laughs> let's well, concede okay, that he's so, still like a piece of shit. But yeah, he, he, he's still a terrible person. It's 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 a difference. You know, it's a difference between being a good public speaker and. A, and I wish they'd take Stephen A. Smith off. Yeah. I kind of yeah. hated Stephen A. Smith more than Skip It's Bayless. weird that, like, he did go away for a while. Like, he had that, like, he, I think, he, didn't he get fired from ESPN once before, and then he yep. somehow, like, well, the, he's made his way back, and his thing. star is, like, even bigger than it ever was. I wonder who else they should fire. I mean, Stephen A. Smith would be my number one pick. Yeah, for mine Next too. person they need to let go of. Then, I don't know. I don't really I, I like would, Todd Mache How about, how about they just fire everyone? <laughs> and put Scott Van Pelt in charge of everything. SVP is really Please. good. <laughs> yeah, Ber- Berman would be up there too. Because like the thing oh, is, yeah, you Berman. can get like yeah. now with all these like additions of these like you have better athletes now. But Berman is still sort of the ringleader, and it all sort of yep, flows, through, flows through him. At least during the like the pregame show. Um, it'd also be interesting what how like what Monday who they get in Monday night to replace Tariko. He's the other the name. They I think they just announced it like Sean McDonough. I think it's Sean McDonough. I I know the name. I can't recall the voice or the face. I'll probably recognize him when I see him, but I didn't get to look up. But seems like an okay pick. Like I don't think anyone's mad about it. Everyone's like, okay, sure, sure. As as long as Gruden can still do his thing, I'm okay with it. They can't fire Gruden. That's one person I don't want them to lose. Yeah, they better not. Seriously. Well, if, <laughs> Yeah, Gr- Gruden's become like really indeed. Like when he first started, his first season was really rough on Monday Night Football. He yeah. wasn't real good. Yeah, no. yeah, but no, he's like he's he's become really endearing with like his. I mean, his he, it's definitely a shtick, but he's sort of he's toned down like the more like clunky this guy elements of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he still has his like sort of hangups. Like he hates all review. <laughs> like, but the, the like well, the fact like him fighting with Jerry Austin is actually kind of fun though. I was, and yeah, it's endearing to me at least. I so the it's a weird comparison I make, but I think that so if either of you guys ever watch like food shows, I'm a big fan of Alton Brown, and I I think there's a lot of similarities between the two. There's a think piece on D, on Deadspin coming coming soon. I'll have to why, take your word for it. Why John Gruden is 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 the Alton Brown of sports? They're both just gigantic dorks. John Gruden is a gigantic, like, 
stats and plays dork. And he oh, so he talks about all he does is like watch film. Like he yeah. just sits in his house and watches film all the yeah. time. Yeah. And 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 the way what he and Alton Brown both do is they kind of bring you in to their dorky geekdom in a in a very welcoming way and they get you excited about these things that you didn't even know you liked. Um or or you know that you might not fully understand. Uh, and that's something that I think is really, really special, especially in the world of sports, where, like, football is there is a lot of negativity. Yeah, and there is a lot of negativity. So, you know, I don't, don't, don't fire John Gruden, please. Is, is no Gruden's there. not going anywhere. No, no. I think he's understood as probably one of the best parts of Monday Night Football. Yeah. Listening to John Gruden talk because they gave him like. John Gruden's like QB camp or whatever. Oh, that's like true. The Gruden yeah. grinders. Yep. Like yep. he's got his own segments. Like they, I think they respect. Does he still like cover the draft? Because I didn't watch the ESPN stream. Was he? Yeah, no, he was. He was ranting about tons. Like the first round, he was ranting about like social media during the Tunsil fall. Oh, was like, he? All, like like all players need to get rid of Twitter. Like never tweet or you know. I, it's it's not bad advice. Wink, wink, it's never advice tweet. That, yeah. You know, it's advice that shouldn't be necessary, but. Yeah. No, I mean, from like a practical career standpoint, yes, yeah. There's there's nothing, nothing other than like who is a Jared Goff who like spent all of draft day like get, reaping money from like sponsored tweets. Yeah, that's probably, <laughs> that's probably all there is like monetarily to gain. From that's Twitter. the worst part about player twitters is at least like ninety percent of them are just the sponsored content of whatever the player. Let me is let doing. me go through. I'm actually gonna go through right now and uh, and look at Russell Wilson's Twitter. Oh please see, no! Uh, oh god! So let's let's both of you guys bet. Is the most recent one product related? If Jesus is a product, yes. uh, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I, I'm also going to pick is, Jesus. Is okay, so so dangerous. I Wilson's. predict you'll have to go three down to find a product, but then there'll be like four <laughs> oh, products oh, to follow that. Okay, so so we got we got hard work pays off. Hashtag no time to sleep. And then, uh, and then two Jesus things, <laughs> Mother's Day, uh, Jesus, Mother's Day, ha- just hashtag pure joy, Jesus, a plane, a Nike plane, okay, and then rookie minicamp. Did you see his uh, sponsored football bread? I did. Oh the, my the, the god! The loaf of football that looks like a bread, where he's eating the ball. Yeah, and everyone's just started making eat ball jokes. I mean, I I would probably eat one, but like, yeah, it's a dumb product. I'd be curious how it tasted, but you really can't like, what, like use why? it for anything. What do you do? Can you make a? I guess you could cut it in half and kind of make a sandwich out of that. But, like, but that's still no, a lot it's of like so awkward and ew. No, I think the I think the strongest take that Russell Wilson has had on Twitter lately is that he was like i want the sonics to come back i was about to say i i I scrolled down i was like i was like he's which is still an extremely safe like stance for a seattle athlete to take oh of course oh he he really went on a limb (laughs) with that one (laughs) my fellow my fellow 12s i want to bring the sonics back sorry if this offends praise jesus hashtag (laughs) all of these all of these ones about ciara one of them one of them is just out dot of dot my dot league and it redirects i mean he's to... not wrong he's not but the funny thing is he formatted it so the out dot of dot my redirects to http colon slash slash out dot of dot my 
So uh, once again, Russell Wilson doesn't know how to use Twitter. Also, in like one week, he has tweeted hard work pays off, hashtag no time to sleep three times. Don't follow uh, Russell Wilson on Twitter. He need he needs to really get back into music opinions though. That's where he shines. Because <laughs> you re- remember the one where he like felt like he quoted Kurt Cobain and then like put the parenthetical Nirvana lead singer. <laughs> yes, <quoting>. yes. Was <laughs> <laughs> great in Seattle in too. Seattle, that was my right, favorite no part. Less. All right, I, we should probably move on before we get sucked into the vortex yeah. of Russell Wilson Twitter. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can stick around with Twitter and we'll do this week's idiot of the week. Oh and God. Idiot of the week this week. Um, this is. I'll let Ape take this away. I was gonna say. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for bringing this to my attention because I didn't. Hear I didn't about know about this either. Yeah. It, it, you. Well, you both were. Well, I guess uh, Dave's on West Coast time, so it would have been pretty early for him. But around eight thirty this morning on uh, this being Monday, uh, Ja Rule takes to Twitter for some reason on earliest shit on Monday morning, and announces uh, it's been deleted now. But I, I got a screen cap. He goes, this is why I love America. While we all laughing at the Jordan crying face, he gets $1 every time it gets post. Joke's on us. A bunch of exclamation points. I just want to point out, he didn't mispronounce that. That's exactly how yeah. it was written. Yeah, this is why I love America. While we all laughing at the Jordan crying Every time face. it gets post. Yep. Oh, my God. And, like, it, like initially when he posted it, uh, like, it's... It's sort of like, it's almost like if this were like a drill tweet, you'd be like, all right. <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah, it's not, it's yeah. not, there's not, there's not quite that much irony to it, but like you could, you could definitely like, or he could have definitely like played it played off it and be like, no, nah, yeah. I was just fucking around. But no, like but, the minute he deleted it, you knew it was like, oh my God, you, he really, did you see he actually the, thought. Did you see the follow-up tweet? Cause my, my favorite part is, so he, after that, like about an hour passed and then he tweeted uh, Mike laughing too. Dot dot dot. Lmao and then hashtag sheep. Uh, hashtag sheep. All y'all sheeple uh, thinking that thinking that the crying Jordan meme doesn't make Michael Jordan money. You gotta wake it, up. Oh man, I wonder if he's tried to monetize that. Well, I wonder. I'm if sure he's the tried. Photographer gets anything for it. I, I mean, he probably doesn't for ninety nine percent of it, but well, remember when sometimes. I don't think he does because remember back in the day when the dude there was like a I think a Brazilian or Mexican uh, cartoonist that originated all of the troll faces, like that are used in Rage comics, and he tried to patent it, and the whole internet I he was just successful. Like, was like, he? Troll face is um, copyrighted now. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, I think troll face is at least trademarked. Well, that's good. Good for him, I because I, the whole internet laughed him down when that happened. I thought that that wasn't going anywhere. So there's also the thing like with Slenderman, like the guy who made Slenderman from the Something Awful forums. I think he's trying to, because that got away from him. Well, I was gonna say they're like, and video people are games now like making stuff. games yeah. and I think even a movie. There's a mo- his little forum post. That's. They've but how really would you even kinda... go? Like, uh, I guess like if you before you even like launched a meme, you went and like trademark something but like as soon as anything sort of gains any traction it's out of your hands that's true it really that's is really and true. most and most times like memes involve some form of media that like there's no way you could personally get the copyright like you're not going to yep. get the copyright for like crying jordan's face because it like belongs to some photographer whatever photographer like took that shot and the other thing is half of the crying jordan meme posts are 
photoshopped more. Like there's there's a crying Jordan. Yeah, it's meme not the original. It's, sure, sure. That that's a Photoshop of Ja Rule that went up today. That that's in response to Ja Rule saying that Michael Jordan makes money when the crying Jordan meme is used. It's crying Jordanception, and it's it's crazy. Ja Rule's just mad that he exists. He, his celebrity was mostly pre-meme. He could have been cast. <laughs> I didn't even somewhere. realize Ja Rule was still a thing. I, I had forgotten about Ja Rule. I mean, Rule. arguably he's not... I mean, I guess he is. Like people, people know who he is, but he doesn't really have like an existing career. The one thing that... Well, has he done anything? Can you guys... Well, I'm sure he's done other things, but can you guys think of anything he has done other than that duet with Ashanti where he sings badly? Well, I think he was in a movie once. He was in a bad action movie. Was he okay. in like one of the Fast and Furious? Yeah, was I he? Think he was in one of the early ones. I'm pretty sure. Oh, he, he might have been. He might have. Or been. maybe I'm thinking of the uh, other guy. No, you're not thinking um, of Lu- Ludacris is in all of them, and no, you're not thinking of Ludacris. I think he might have been like a bit player. I'm not going to go. He had, to a, mi- the yeah, he had a minor role in First Fast and Furious. Okay. 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 Several other movies, including once. Back in the Day with Ving Rhames. Oh my god! Past dead is Steven Seagal's co-star. Was he in Soul Plane? Because everyone Dude. was in Soul Plane. He was not, but he was. He was also Soul in the Plane. Cookout with Queen Latifah and okay. the Assault on Precinct Thirteen. And he starred in in 2013. I'm in love with the church girl. That, <laughs> which is we all we all remember. That. He's Good. in love with Russell Wilson. <laughs> Good. We. I mean, we had a runner-up for Idiot of the Week, but it was just kind of a a dumb tweet by Danny Trefathan. Mm-hmm. He uh, tweeted happy birthday to all the mothers on Mother's Day. Obviously, it's not all mothers were born on Mother's Day. That would be a really freakish coincidence. We we could have virile athlete of the week going to uh, Antonio Cromartie for having his uh, 11th and 12th children. At, to The first two after his vasectomy, no less. Oh, my God. Jeez. He, really? He, got a, he had a vasectomy? Yeah, he had a, he he had a vasectomy kids? this past fall. Uh, and it was an, uh, like it made news when his... Uh, his wife, I'm pretty sure it's his wife, um, was like they announced that she was having twins, but they were delivered today, I believe. I mean, that virile athlete of the week that would just go between Cromartie and Philip Rivers. <laughs> they're the, they're, Rivers. they're they're always the virile athlete of the week. Did you see the uh, comic I made where I actually like did the math on how often his wife has been pregnant? No, actually, I saw the one where where it was the babysitting thing. But yeah, um, like a few months, like beginning of the season or so when they had just announced that they were having their eighth kid, I I made like a really short comic um, and I did the math and she had been pregnant something like 16% of her life and like 32% of her married life, mm. which is just kind of insane. It's a lot of germinating. Yeah, it is. She's she spends a lot of time pregnant. The, the stories I've heard from female friends that talk about like what that stuff does to your body, like I don't know a lot of people who like that. She's done it eight, eight times. times. Yeah, it's like props to her for really? doing that. What a trooper! Way to procreate, lady. But uh, let's bring this back to the ongoing saga of Sam Bradford. Oh yeah, that holdout lasted what a week, week and a half, right ish. Do you think somebody, he finally realized that, oh, wait a minute, nobody, I don't actually have nearly as much clout in the league as I think I do? Well, 
maybe okay so what what kind of the question is what kind of contract was he looking for right was he just looking to start somewhere or was he looking for like a veteran contract you know and if he I think it was I think it was more about like getting knowing that he was like the guy cuz like even though the contract that he had he signed this offseason with the Eagles is only 2 years it's he's still like it's a 35 it's 35 million yeah. over 2 years it's not bad mm-hmm. money at all it's starter money uh so right. like he he could be perfectly fine just sitting down. I think that's like what most of the outrage about it towards Bradford is, is that he's getting paid pretty well. And most people, you know, you get your, well, I would do this for free. You want me to sit on the bench for $17 million a year? I'm game. Right. Which, you know, is not in, like an impractical response. But, like, I I also kind of feel bad that, like, he Bradford's sort of in this trap of, like, like you have to you have to sort of conform to, like, how good everyone thinks you are. Like, mm-hmm. it, let's let's shit on this guy. Like, okay, maybe he like aspires to be a like the number one starter somewhere. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily like hold that against him so much. Like, yeah, he's he could he could stay and be most likely be on the bench and make a good amount of money. But I'm not gonna hold it against him for you know wanting wanting better things for himself at least like in terms of achievement. I wouldn't be surprised field. if he feels like he hasn't been able to prove himself or had the chance to because he has spent so much time hurt. Sure, there, there's like, probably if, a component of that too. But no, he. I don't think he had much chance of getting traded. Not with that contract that he took. No. No. No team wanted to take that on for someone who everyone thinks is pretty much mediocre. Well, it's also ever. like timing. It's like post draft where like most pretty much every team has figured out its quarterback situation now, except for maybe like the Jets who are still like fighting with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. That. I don't know what's gonna happen with the Jets. They drafted another quarterback. They drafted Hackenberg. <laughs> oh, that was. Yeah. That was oh the Jets do not know how to evaluate quarterbacks, but they I mean if Fitzpatrick doesn't come back, I'm I'm kind of under the assumption he will. I I think he'll come back, but outside him they then they have Geno Smith and Christian Hackenberg, and that's just a just a murderer's row of of talent that's, there. That's not good. That is that's not yeah. Good. And I mean and and yeah, this is for a team that has like somewhat decent hope. I mean they were a game away from making the playoffs. If they hadn't like completely fallen apart in Week 17 against the Bills, Fitzpatrick did the Fitzpatrick thing in the final game. Right. So they're a team that's like could that could be competitive. I wouldn't go as far to say that they're contenders, but they're like at least in the mix. If like but, if they have like a decent quarterback, I think it's like Fitzpatrick played. I mean, he was a pretty big reason why they were successful last year too. But without them, yeah, without him there, yeah, set, I don't know. He set a franchise or single sniff. season record for touchdowns for the Jets, which is which is. I guess laughable. in the modern league, that's not a big deal, but it, at the same time, it's still kind of pathetic. It is. I mean, and the previous the previous holder was Testaverde. How how many touchdowns did he throw last year? Do you know? I think it was thirty one. Which is not bad. Yeah, it's not. It's it's, it's not uh, awful. It's not awful, but for yeah, in terms of like records among teams, it's not very good. Yeah, I, I'd wager most teams probably have a player that has more than 30 touchdowns. Probably, I think the Texans probably would. I think Matt Schaub probably did it once. Uh, Titans probably did it with maybe Steve McNair. I don't know. Mc, McNair th- never really threw no. for a ton of touchdowns, so possibly not. Yeah, maybe maybe not the Titans. I can't think of anyone else who might not hit that goal, though. Yeah, McNair's ma- max in his career was 24. Maybe the Bucks. I don't know if Josh Freeman ever threw that many. Yeah, Freeman had that one think... good year where I think he had like twenty eight. 
So that, yeah. that might be their high. But Yeah, I think that's it. But whatever. I think Fitzpatrick probably isn't going to find a much better situation than the Jets to be with. No, no. I doubt it. He's... He, like right there, he's got like no competition if he comes back. He he's straight up the starter. He straight up gets to do what he wants if he stays back with the Jets. If he goes to another team, he's gonna be well, even more of a stopgap than he kind of is. He's Denver doesn't need a t- quarterback anymore because they found their really, really tall guy. And San Francisco, I get I guess they really like Blaine Gabbert. I mean, Kaepernick is still the presumptive starter there, I'm assuming. Well, presumptive. I don't, I, I keep reading stories about how the 49ers are trying to diminish him and trying to like they're not they like took his picture off the website and they're they're trying to minimize his media presence so that he fades into the background. I it was it was just like a speculative story I think, but it was kind of funny and they they kind of treated him badly last year. So if that's what they are doing, I wouldn't be surprised. He obviously wants out. There's there's a huge yeah. rift there. Yeah, no, there's like unless he has an amazing season in uh, the you know in 2016, like his contract is basically year to year at this point with the way it's structured. So they can pretty much like I guess that yeah if they're if they're doing what that like you know at least what they're implying if they're doing that stuff then most likely yeah then they're just sort of like trying trying to like diminish his star now so it's easier. Like I don't know there are I don't get the sense that like 49ers fans are like really committed to cap in any meaningful. Oh way. no, no they Not hate anymore. him. They hate him. The ones I know are. They're okay with moving on. Like I hang out with the 49ers friends at the bar every weekend and watching football because it's just Portland is now like 49er fans from Californians moving up and Seattle fans just because of by proxy. And the 49er fans, when Cap came out, they all loved him. They were all just like, Alex Smith, I mean, he was a nice guy, but he couldn't throw the ball downfield. He was, he was bad. Like Cap, he's got so much potential. In his first year, they were all on his train. And last year, they... My friends were just like, it, he's just not good. We we need to move on. He's not good. And now they're all kind of drinking the Blaine Gabbard Kool-Aid. So the, is that like the, the is, is Portland like the dividing line between those two fan bases? It's I wouldn't say it's a huge it's definitely 60% Seattle out of and then 40% everyone else, but a decent like maybe 10 Fifteen percent of that is definitely 49er fans because there are a lot of California transplants moving up because they can't afford the Bay Area anymore, so they're moving up here and driving our prices up. And Outside, they're that, they're disrupting your housing market. Abs- our <laughs> housing market is so bad right now; it is unbelievably bad. We have, I like, I'm afraid we're gonna get priced out. It's it's Jeez. so we we can't think about buying a house at all right now which is probably the next step in my personal life with my soon-to-be wife. But it it's it's just astronomical how hard it's gone up in the past... Since I've been here, like when I moved here <laughs> five years ago, it wasn't so bad. <laughs> how hard it's gone up. The draw play Dave <laughs> bump. But I, I mean, Portland housing market probably isn't the best subject. But Portland fandom, <laughs> it's... It's mostly Seattle fans, mm-hmm. and again, that's all bandwagoners. They weren't there when I moved here five years ago for the first two years. There was, like, some Seattle fans. Now it's all Seattle fans. They're all 12s, which is funny because Portlanders always talk about how much they're supposed to hate Seattle because it's got, uh, b- sis- like, baby s- sibling 
city right. complex. Like Seattle is the bigger, cooler version of Portland that everyone knows. And Portland's like, no, we want to be cool. Seattle sucks. But now, as soon as Seattle has got a team a winning that we don't have, team to attach yourself to. Yep, and like they'll root for the Mariners, but only when they're winning. Which we we get to often. we get to uh throw the Blazers in their face now, which is pretty funny. Nice, yeah. I wanted though, real quick, just to Go get back it. to Sam Bradford. I I I'm kind of taking a page from Spilly's book here. I, I picked out three tweets about the the holdout and the subsequent, uh, you know, backing out of said holdout. That I just I just you know I wanted to read for y'all. And All for right. our listeners, because Please because do. I thought they were I thought they were pretty insightful. Uh, the first one, um, in in response to a uh, a call uh, from a journalist, like saying like you know I, I have an open uh, you know mailbag, shoot over your questions. Uh, this is in response to that. Uh, at Illadelf AC tweets, if the Sixers don't get the number one pick. I blame Sam Bradford. So yeah, makes you know, sense. All right, that reasonable, makes perfect reasonable. sense sure, to me. Sure. Uh, next one from um, from at RBL Sports. Um, <laughs> Sam Bradford's gotten over that little hormonal imbalance and is ready for a championship effort at something. Embedded in this tweet is the video for the classic "Fine Young Cannibals" song. She drives me crazy. So, okay. so that's, that's, that's something. And then, uh, and then the last tweet I found, uh, and this is, uh, well, so, so from at Mills, John 44, uh, his Twitter tag is snowballs and batteries. So, you know, <laughs> classic, right. classic Good. Philadelphia fan, Sam Bradford uses right the here. women's bathroom because quote, he can be himself now. <laughs> <laughs> wow jesus christ dude you're you're you're, you're, t- you're even like tying the election into that pretty much so you're yeah just, you're getting... i that is yeah there is there that's a multi there's some fire there's a lot to unpack there there's a lot to unpack in all those but that one i i that's an all-encompassing take really it's yeah. not even hot yes. it's it's like a it's no. like a five tool take have you checked his account because with that with that twitter handle with like the batteries and snow no, it kind of makes me wonder if he's self-aware I kind of doubt it. I, I really do kind of doubt it. Um, I can check. Hold on. Snowball. I usually try and check the person's account when I see a bad tweet. Just well, it was because only, I, it's sometimes it's hard like to tell sarcasm. Two tweets, I think. Um, so like, Ever? Yeah, there weren't many. Uh, there was just like that one that I saw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Snowballs and batteries. Um yeah, no, okay, so there's the last off season, Kiko was Keekly, Sam was Rogers, and DeMarco was the man. Good time. <laughs> stop stop comparing this dipshit's holdout to other guys holding out. Contractual holdouts happen all the time. He held out because he's a pussy. <laughs> okay, this is how okay. you fight when you dress like a douche. <laughs> Sam Bradford is the Keith Van Horn of the NFL. Oh my god! Okay. It's so pathetic that Sam Bradford was ever on this team to begin with. At Reg Daddy Ten is right. The dude is a pussy poop. <laughs> okay, I feel bad for giving him any sort of credit. I, I feel like everybody should follow at Mills John Forty Four. That's at M I L Z J O H N, and then the number forty four, because 
Wow. That's wow. like the real version of like fake WIP color. Yeah, Jesus. Which is like the the localized Philly like PFT commoner. Hope he brought his tampons. Never mind. He probably uses hundred dollar bills instead. Uh, I mean, he has thrown. He has got a million dollars for every single touchdown he's thrown. <laughs> D- did you see that stat? He's thrown what that's, seventy? That's crazy. Eight touchdowns and he's made seventy eight million dollars in his time. Just. Not good. Think of all the school lunches those touchdowns could have paid for. <laughs> <laughs> that that's bad. So while we're getting later on, I wanted to play a little game here. I'm gonna ask you guys a question and I wanna hear your answers. So if you had to be stuck in an elevator with one of these two people, oh which one would you prefer? Peter King or Darren Rovel? Ravel. Oh jeez. Whatever you say his name. Uh, I'd say Ravel because like Peter is just gonna like endlessly talk. Uh, <laughs> like I mean, this is just going on my own personal yeah. history of having to read way too much Peter King, but I I can tell that he would just like drone on forever. Like so, Ravel would like Ravel would like look at like the like the name of the like elevator company and the elevator and maybe like recite a couple facts about like the elevator company's brand. But I feel like he would run out fairly, like fairly quickly. Like Peter well, would just sort of drone on for hours. And hours. So you're you're making a bet there that the elevator doesn't have that new captivate elevator TV technology, because if it does, you know Ravel is going to be talking about like the financial branding news on there. And I would I would probably rather be stuck in an elevator with a talking Peter King than a talking Darren Ravel, honestly. Like if Darren, I guess that's an interesting way to look. Like, at it. I guess that's it, true. I did not. I did not account for there being like a TV in there. So like, so like, I would. My answer would probably be the same as yours. I'd probably go with Ravel, but only because I'm gambling that he's not going to talk. Like, because Peter King's going to talk. He's going to talk to you. <laughs> he's going to get those words in. He's going to. Yeah. He's going to get his shots. Yeah, but he's, he's going to ask you if you heard about Robin Williams dying. Oh god. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's going to hear about one of your cry. childhood heroes dying and make you cry. But Darren Ravel, you know, there's a chance he doesn't say anything at all. That said, if he does, it's just no. God. No, to have a conversation with that man would probably be the most soul-crushing experience in the world. Speaking of uh the Robin Williams tweet, um Plug in PFT commenter again. Uh, he had uh, he had uh, he had PK on his uh, his podcast uh, a little while ago. Oh, did he? He did, and they discussed that. And Peter was like, he was trying to be a good sport about it. He was like, he like admitted it was a ridiculous tweet, but he was like, he's like, I think I think the reaction to it's been a little overblown. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay, no! And so the also the also the most Peter King thing that he did at one point where uh, on second reference of Goodell, he mentioned him as the commissioner of the National Football League, not. Because you can never abbreviate NFL on on first. Oh mention. God! Has it been nice to not have to read him every Monday? Yes, <laughs> it's been very nice. <laughs> have you like have you like softened to him a little bit? Because I've noticed that I I have. I still think he's a he's a shit writer, but I've at least like when I see him on TV, I don't hate him as much. And I also like have have recognized in seeing his tweets. I don't follow him on Twitter, but in seeing his tweets, he's got a bit of a sense of humor about himself. Something that I haven't, or, or maybe he's grown it since, like, you know, since I've paid attention. But, like, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't hate him or his writing. I still hate it, right? But not as much. 
I just ignore him now mm. because I don't because I don't read Mike's takedown of him anymore. There's I just no kind reason of to ignore him. There's no reason to read. Uh, there's no reason to read Peter King if it's I, not being. I just ashamed. don't pay attention to him at all. I I followed him for like a week on Twitter. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm done with this. <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to deal with Peter King. Uh, he's sure. ga- so, he's gained a little bit of self awareness, but like if you were to. So so I messed up today. I will I will confess that I still like skim the column because like he does has like like he's like the mouthpiece for the league. So he has yeah. like useful some like useful items and tidbits just because he gets like he's privy to so much information. But there's still so much like obnoxious shit in his column. Like okay, so in in today's column he recounts how he was he was actually in your in your town, Dave. He was coming. He was in Portland at the airport this past no. week. Oh god. God. Yeah, and as soon as you know that anything airline related in Peter King, it's going to be real bad. And this one's real bad. Uh, so he apparently like lost his his phone in the airport bathroom. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So okay. Already knows. This is pretty good. Uh, okay. So so he like he was like washing his hands and he let like he I guess he he was he left it on the counter and then he went to go like dry his hands and he came back and was gone. And he still hasn't found it. But like what the main part of the main point of this anecdote for him is that he went to find um, a TSA employee to, like, report his phone. And I'll, I'll just, like, read to you his, uh, his interaction with the TSA woman. So he, he goes, so, he goes uh, so I found a TSA woman, I lost my phone, it might have been stolen. And, okay, said, okay, the TSA woman said, where? The men's room, I said. TSA, did you look for it? Me, yes. TSA, and you couldn't, f- and you couldn't find it? And this fucking set Peter King, like, he puts in parenthetical in all caps, no, I found it. And here I am asking you about a lost cell phone. And you asked me if I couldn't find it. And, and, oh. and, then, and then he goes, he resumes, no. And then TSA, look, uh, look, and then and he says, TSA looks for the phone by forging through a drawer, nothing. Okay, here's a card for the lost and found. Call them in the morning, okay? Uh, thanks. Uh, nothing else to try tonight, uh, TSA. Uh, you could you could try the white phone, maybe the port police, and had it turned in for them. And he's like, okay, I did no luck, no luck the next day, but it's in the ether. But I'll always remember the person who asked me when I reported a lost phone, and you couldn't find it. So he makes this fucking story about how he lost his phone, <laughs> about how this like TSA woman is fucking stupid because she asked him like uh, just to like make sure, and he couldn't like. So no, this motherfucker is still annoying as shit. Like he's a little bit like more self-aware than he was, but he's still like. I feel bad for that TSA agent because the TSA agents at the Portland airport are actually really nice. I really like our airport. We have a good. Airport. I mean, in general, she's just like a woman doing her job, and maybe like yeah, maybe she was just like you have a, like some blundering dipshit coming up to you, be like, I lost my phone in the bathroom. Like, <laughs> like I'm sorry. Like fine, maybe she said something that was like a little redundant, but like you may you're trying to like pass off this anecdote like she's the dumb one. Uh, oh my god! I I'm glad I don't have to pay attention to Peter King anymore. Yeah, no, like I I can I can get through skimming it because I like I know I I'm generally keyed on like what are the worst things to avoid and like there's just some... always the last two pages because the last two pages yeah. are just his pop culture yep. opinion. Yeah, that's just like the things you think you think and stuff. Yeah. All right, Ish. we'll we'll ask another question. Which head coach do you think gets fired first, Jim Caldwell or Mike McCoy from the Chargers? Uh, I mean, I don't know how Caldwell survived last year, uh, but I, I guess like expectations for him are low enough that he could probably stick around. I feel like maybe they're not, maybe they're not high for the Chargers either. Cause they're trying to like blow town. I, I was, I watched a lot of football with, um, you, uh, what, what, one of our commenters, um, uh, I can't remember his name. It was the guy who had the, uh, 
Don Hartsfeld bleeding anus picture. <laughs> old school zero. Good. Uh, okay. I, I, I watched a lot of games with old school zero this uh, season, and he, he's a Chargers fan, and he would just shit on Mike McCoy the entire time. And it, it made it sound like he was going to go. So, I don't know. It, just with the way the Chargers are kind of also teeter on the brink of L.A., it just made me wonder. I couldn't really find a good person on the hot seat as much as Caldwell well, might I be. Think, I think Caldwell is charmed. Like, I don't think Caldwell is going. I just don't. I know he should. I just don't. Because, like, how how has he... Is it, is it like a witch's curse or something that, like... He's just stuck there, and the team is stuck with him, and that's just the way it is. Like, so I, I have trouble believing that anything he can do at this point will be fireable. You know what I mean? Like, since he's lasted this long. So I think, I, if I had to bet, I would say, I, I wouldn't be that confident in it, but I would say McCoy. I think Caldwell. I think I, I'm I'm with Ape here. I think he's on kind of thin ice. And he he's just he's like a Rex Ryan in Rex Ryan's final year when they replaced everyone but him, and you could just see that if it didn't work out, he was done. Well, it helps that Caldwell was only like he was. I I didn't realize that he was only in his second year last year, and then the first year he did go to the playoffs. So I guess that like playoffs in Detroit will get you will probably buy you a little bit more leeway than most cities. So that's that's fair. And, yeah, and he and like and they should have won the playoff game against Dallas. That's true. Um, yeah, and yeah. he and he did and he did the like the fun the fun thing where they were like didn't they start like zero and seven and then like finish seven and two? So it's a, like a much yeah. it's, a, it's a much more encouraging seven and nine than it really is, or yeah. it seems more encouraging because they like they ended the year strong, which really has like no bearing on twenty sixteen, well, yeah. especially now that they don't have like Calvin Johnson. Oh, I don't know. I guess Matthew Stafford has Golden Tate to throw to. But that's it. Fun, and who, yeah. who, like, what was the other receiver? I think it was what Marvin Jones was <laughs> the other receiver. I think the to. tight end was the third leading receiver, and I don't, I don't even remember his name. I don't think it was Pettigrew. Uh, Scheffler, maybe isn't isn't he in Detroit still? Maybe. Yeah. That's a solid like like you know say yeah there there aren't a lot of second tight ends in the league that you're on like first name or you're on like a name basis with. That's fair. One final question. If you could only eat one of these for the rest of the year, pizza or burgers? Pizza. Yeah, pizza. The answer is pizza. <laughs> Red meat's real bad for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can you can actually kind of, well. What if health didn't matter and it didn't, like, you could only eat what you thought tasted still, the best? I would still take, would you, still pizza. You can do a lot more with pizza than you can with a burger. That's that's the thing. I feel like I would get sick of burgers pretty fast. And if even if I get sick of pizza, like, you can do like a white pizza. You can get like you can get deep dish pizza, thin cr- like cracker crust pizza. There's there's more variety there. Whereas with burgers, like I don't know, are you counting like veggie burgers in there? Are you counting like I'm counting all every every burgers? sort of combination of burger. I don't know if I'd pick uh, portobello mushroom because I I'd consider that more of a yeah. sandwich than a burger. But I would consider veggie burgers. Okay, that I makes it a little I'd tougher. Go. But I still yeah, I still think pizza. Yeah. It's 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 more of a versatile food, I think. What about you, Dave? Honestly, I I my my uh, fiance asked me this, and I was was having a really difficult time because I am a massive burger fan. I was gonna say it is it, it is my like... favorite food, and out here we make a lot of good burgers out in Portland with a lot of different styles. Mm. 
Like we have a lot of these little cute little fast food burgers, but we have a, all the breweries make their own specialty sure. brewery burger with like caramelized onions and stuff on it and like different aiolis and fancy stuff. And I just pizza. I really like pizza, but it all kind of tastes the same after a while for me. Mm. That's fair. But I do agree that you can get a lot more variety out of pizza. Either way, I honestly is not is not a life. I would want to live like even, even if I got all that shit for free, I don't think, I don't think I would agree. So like, you know, would, would you rather like, yeah, eat... these are very, these are very like not appealing choices you're giving us here. Dave. Yeah, would you rather, like, be, <laughs> rather be in the, uh, the elevator with Peter King or Darren Ravel. Or what... I'm asking you the hard hitters. <laughs> yeah. The tough questions here on intention. I can't throw you softballs. There, there are these places in, in Chicago, uh, uh, Chicago actually does a lot of good burgers, but there's this one place called Kuma's Corner that does it's it's heavy metal themed. If any of you guys, if any of you listeners are in Chicago, so the or, burgers just burnt. <laughs> they they actually they say on the menu like if you order them well done, they will burn them. Like they will burn them because <laughs> it is disrespectful to order a burger well done. Uh, they don't take substitutions at all. Um, and they'll like they just play heavy metal music in the background and all the burgers are named after heavy metal bands there's a slayer burger that isn't served on a bun it's just served on a pile of french fries and they put french fries like on top i think and it's covered in anger sauce and chili that sounds like a garbage plate it is a gar have it, you ever had a garbage plate? oh no i thought you were just saying like it sounds like no because in, it, it in rochester is. the you know how every city kind of has like its food that it's known for mm. like Chicago has deep dish pizza sure. and like the Chicago style hot dog. Rochester's thing was the garbage plate. <laughs> and what the garbage plate was, was they would, they would have a burger. It would have be macaroni salad, mm -hmm. fries, and they would just throw it all together in like a bowl <laughs> and, and you'd eat it. It, it okay. was, it was extremely fatty. It was hangover food uh, yeah. is what it was. That sounds that's, like a worse that's where version. everybody would go on Saturday morning. They that sounds like a worse version of the Hawaiian like lunch plate, which is like deep fried spam macaroni salad and like rice, which is also great hangover food. Garbage garbage plates. I only had a couple of them because if you ate them, you were already filled with shame. Sure, it doesn't. It sounds like a. It sounds like a meal you would like. It sounds like a meal that would taste good, but you wouldn't enjoy eating. Like you'd you'd know, man. You, you there would be like that part of your brain that's like it's a give up. Yeah. It's I had a rough week. Yeah. I don't care about myself anymore. Yep. I'm gonna drown myself in this disgusting fatty Mayonnaise. food. Yeah. So how are you enjoying it, playing Overwatch, uh, Sam? I like it, man. I think Overwatch is the shit. All these fuckers playing uh playing Reaper though, and Soldier seventy six. Those are those are officially. Uh, intentional soundings least favorite characters in Overwatch because everyone that plays them are garbage people that that are 12 years old and need to go get go to bed because it's past their bedtime 
Um, so, so so far it's only like a PC game, right? Because I'm looking at like the open beta a, is on is on PS4 and Xbox. I know it's on One. Xbox. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is it okay? I'm probably gonna buy it for PC though. They they've got it. Uh, I think it's going till tomorrow morning at, at 10 a.m. and then it releases in like two weeks or yeah, so. The 24th. It's a lot of fun. It's got a lot of it's got a lot of character, and they're not even like paying me to say this. So like. Hey Blizzard, if you're if you're listening, shoot me a free copy and like Hashtag you can spawn. pay me to yeah do <laughs> do it. But no, it's yeah fun. no, I'm I'm planning on uh, I've yeah I've seen a lot of talk about. It. I'm planning on giving it a shot at some point. Mm. You should. It's it's worth it. Play as uh, play as Lucio because he he has cool rollerblades that let him do wall runs. Is that the jet grind? Yeah, radio that's character? it's pretty much the jet set radio guy. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is, and I like it because I want. I never understood the um, the contrast there between Jet Set and Jet Grind Radio. They were like the same game, but how how did they like? It, when was the sequel? No, 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 no. Oh, so, oh. so I actually I can I can break this down for you real quick. So it was Jet Grind. I think it was like Jet Grind Radio in Japan, and then they brought it over under the title Jet Grind Radio, and then for the sequel they called it Jet Set Radio Future. It's, it's like a weird-ass localization thing. There are only two games. There's Jet Set Radio and then Jet Set Radio Future. But, like, so so for, the, like, all the re-releases of the original game, they just call it Jet Set Radio, which makes it even more confusing. Ugh. No, I forgot there was okay. a sequel, so I guess it makes more sense. Yeah. Oh. Before Sam gets too into video games, we've it's hit an hour. It's too late, dude. It's too late. I'm already <laughs> too into too video games. Did you get my Rocket League? You got my Rocket League message, Yeah, dude. Right? We, we got to do that at some point before I leave to visit Trevor in uh, Canada. Trevor Risk, another KSK alum. I'll actually be recording the podcast from Vancouver next week, so that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, um, we're, we're going to have to do that upside down Rocket League 1v1. Yeah, I was trying that with a friend like locally Does it work? this past weekend. It's very difficult. Okay. Basically, once you flip the car, you you can only use boost to move and it's very easy to throw yourself off track and you run out of boost really quickly, mm-hmm. but as long as we're allowed to like turn right side up and, and get, get boost, boost and then we just immediately reflip ourselves back over and we try and sit. I bet we could probably go 10 minutes without getting a goal. <laughs> But I think it'd be really funny to try. All right, I'm I'm totally down. But I mean, that's pretty much all we got for this week. Uh, thanks, guys, for coming back. I I'm sorry last week's recording didn't end up too well. It's fine. It happens here early in the process for figuring things out. Yes, sir. Ape, is there anything you want to say? Uh, not a whole lot. You can follow me at at Xmasape on Twitter. Uh, other than that, uh. Don't read Peter King. I don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> leave that. Leave that. To, leave that. Still skimming to me. I'll like. I. I pointed uh, the one other thing that I've caught from him recently is like his Hamilton review a couple weeks ago. Oh which god! Which is every bit as bad as you could possibly imagine. I don't even want to know, Sam. Uh, yeah, you can follow me at at Sam G R E S Z E S E S E S. I'm also like, I recently started writing for because because I don't talk about video games enough on this show. I, uh, I started freelancing for uh, GameSkinny.com. Um, so if you go to GameSkinny.com, you can uh, look forward to me doing a series where I create uh, hundreds of cocktails based on all the Pokemon. So even if you don't like Pokemon, if you like getting drunk, 
you should give it a look because it'll probably be up at some point in the next uh, week, week and a half or so. I remember, yeah. I think Kotaku today had a poll of, like, what is the ugliest Pokemon. Yeah. And I, I, I meant to send it to you, and I, but I figured, I'm like, he's probably going to see this himself anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Oh, the... Do you have, like, a Pokemon Google alert? Yeah, I've, I've, got, I've got a Pokemon <laughs> RSS feed, man. Whenever anyone mentions Pokemon anywhere on the internet, I know about it. Oh, I feel bad for you then. <laughs> because most of those mentions are just going to be you. That's, that's true. It's kind of sad. <laughs> There, no, there's a pretty significant Pokemon following. There is. It's called Sam Grezes. <laughs> but I, I don't really care that you talk about video games. I mean, we've entered the dry season That's here. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it's we're like probably going to talk about video draft, games some there's, more. There's not a whole lot of football. I think the main football story from this past week was like how cool Annie Apple is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, legitimately, she's a cool mom. Like, it, she, she's probably going to have some like she's had some fun interviews, and we'll probably have some more. But like that's that's pretty much like sums up really how dry football news is right now. We're we're getting into the territory where they'll make a week of content out of like one player getting a DUI, and, and it'll be awful, and we'll just be sitting here like this isn't news anymore. It's like he's it's fine, barely whatever. News in the first place. Remember two years ago when Wes Welker had a story because he got a haircut? Well, remember? Okay, well, well I it guess was like he was getting like a hair transplant, wasn't it? Or like something like well, that? Yeah. Wasn't it was one year ago, actually, uh, this week, uh, where that? But that was actually a good story. Was Wes Welker just going ham at the Kentucky Derby? That was a great story. Right. That was that was good. It's probably like it's probably like the all time best Kentucky Derby story. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> yes. And then like. Didn't he, like, end up giving to charity after that or something? There's, like, some... It ended up being, like, the story of him probably on meth handing out $100 bills. Like, he ended up giving away more money to charity or something. It was just all well, around... I think, like, he got, the, like, I think the, like, the track screwed up and he won, like, money by, like, he won money that he shouldn't have. And that's part of why he was giving it out. Oh, right. Yes. Right, right, right. I forgot about that part. And, like, either, I mean, not like he couldn't afford it anyway, but still, like, it was, like, he was probably feeling extra giving and on Molly. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think that was the joke. He was on Molly or cocaine. One of those two. Both, maybe. But, anyway, that's all we've got. (laughs) That's all we've got for this week. I'm Dropplay Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Dropplay Dave, on Facebook as a Dropplay comic on Patreon, and of course on thetroplay.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks again, guys. Have a good one.